last week we talked about uh, obedience, and um, I, I promised you this. Uh, when we talked about the cost of obedience and the adjustments that we have to make when God moves in our lives and gives us directions to follow him and be obediently within his will, that it cost. And I had some people tell me, well, what if I don't want to pay the cost? Or what if the cost is not fun? Well, I can just about assure you that the cost would probably not be fun as we define it as human beings. So today, I want to, God wants to share with you uh, how obeying him brings you joy. You know, in pediatrician's office, you go in there and there's usually a little playground area for the kids. And the kids come in and they play with blocks and they play together. And the purpose of those playrooms is actually to distract the kids from the pain or the illness. So it's distracting them from a bad situation because most kids don't want to go to the doctor anyway. That's how God works. Even though things may not be going the way we want, God has designed a playroom in our hearts and in our souls. It's in the, so in the middle of our circumstances, his joy can distract us for a moment from the pain until his perfect plan makes provision for us. You see, obedience is an outward expression of your love for God. The reward for obedience is that God will make himself known to you. And if you have an obedience problem, I'm going to say that you probably have a love problem for your God. We need to obey him. When the disciples obeyed Jesus, they saw and experienced God's mighty power working in them and around them. When they didn't act in faith, they failed to experience God's mighty work. Following Jesus not only helps us deal with our troubles, but it also produces joy. However, we hasten to add that following Jesus for so many of us so often just doesn't seem to come naturally. You see, Jesus gives us the free will that makes obedience our choice. Obedience is an outflow of our love relationship with God. Grab your Bibles like your life depended upon it. Turn to the 15th chapter of John. I'll begin in the 18th verse. If the world hates you, keep in mind he hated, it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will have loved you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I have spoken to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teachings, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who has sent me. In the process of experiencing God, obedience is a moment of truth in your life. Your obedience, or the lack thereof, reveals what you believe about God. It determines whether you will experience his mighty work in and through you, and determines whether you will come to know him in a more intimate way. Flip over to Matthew 7, 21st verse. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. 
Many will say to me on the day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So often we misunderstand the opportunity to be obedient and to really understand the joy that God wants for us and has for us. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about the difference between joy and happiness and how we have just thrown happiness in without any biblical foundation. Job 33, 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. You see, our Father is fair. He's compassionate. He's all-knowing. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We know that. We read that. But do we believe that? We are wise to pray for our plans to align with his, not to ask God to bless our intentions. Job possessed the wisdom to know God's character and the strong faith to hold on to what he knew to get him through the time. The Lord gives his people perpetual joy when they walk in obedience with him. True joy is a gift from God. In scripture, we see that joy is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Joy comes from believing God, belonging to God, knowing God, and experiencing God. Often in the life of a believer, we think happiness is joy. Webster defines happiness as an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, or the expression or exhibiting such an emotion. Joy is not the same as happiness. Although they may overlap, joy depends on your circumstances. I mean, happiness depends on your circumstances. Joy depends on God. Happiness vanishes when life turns painful. Joy keeps going. It may even grow amid sickness, amid pain, and amid various problems. Joy comes from living an intimate, obedient relationship with God. It comes from knowing that this world is only temporary. And someday we'll be with God forever. It comes from the fact that although we do not see God, we believe in him and we obey him. We live for his glorious joy because of him. First Peter 1.8 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe him and are filled with the inexpressible and glorious joy. Joy is found only in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, and you should underline that joy in your Bible, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. All the pain that Jesus went through, all the blood that was shed for you and I, Jesus Christ did with joy out of the love for each of us. You see, the biblical meaning of joy in contrast is not fleeting, It's not a feeling with worldly roots. The best personification of biblical joy is the story of Job. Job, He was stripped 
of every good thing he had on the earth, but he never lost faith in God. Job knew his experience was unfair and did not sugarcoat his pain. His conversations with God were frank, yet he never forgot who God was. Godly happiness can be called joy. There's a difference between happiness and biblical joy. Though our lives seem to be falling apart, we may have every right to fly the surrender flag. We instead choose to place our lives in the capable hands of our Father, our Defender. Joy is not fleeting. It does not exist in peachy keen circumstances. It remains. The Spirit gives us eyes to see the beauties of Jesus as he calls joy into our hearts. The difference in the biblical definition of joy is the source, not the circumstances. Worldly possessions, accomplishments, even people in our lives are blessings that make us happy. However, the source of all joy is Jesus. God's plan from the beginning The word made flesh is to dwell among us is the absolute solid rock that we base our faith on. It allows us to navigate during difficult situations in the absence of happiness while sustaining our joy. Happiness is a state of mind while joy is an emotionally rooted in our faith in Christ. Joy allows us perspective to trust God in our daily lives. Happiness is attached to the blessings of our lives. You see, in laughter, a funny joke or accomplishments for a goal that we had worked hard for, we are happy. We are happy when loved ones present us a gift that we didn't expect. We are happy on our wedding day. We are happy when our children and grandchildren are born. We are enjoy, when we enjoy times with our friends or maybe when we are doing a hobby that we love so much, we are happy. And it may bring us joy. You see, there is no bell curve to joy as there is with happiness. Eventually, we stop laughing. But joy sustains our reactions. Biblical joy is choosing to respond to the external circumstances with the inner contentment and satisfaction because we know that God will use these experiences to accomplish his work in and through our lives. He's working on your testimony. Joy allows us the perspective to be grateful and happy, but it also for us to survive the times by reminding us that we're still loved and we're still cared for, no matter what direction our daily life goes. Happiness is external. It's based on situations, events, people, places, things, and thought. Joy is based on Jesus. One of the most important things in our life as a believer is joy. We seek to be happy. We seek to be pleased. But again, it's temporary. It seems that far too many believers believers are living without joy. It seems that we are just barely getting by and going through the daily motions of life. We are not we are meant for so much more. The word joy has almost disappeared from the vocabulary that we use. One reason is because we have confused joy with happiness, as I said before, and have come to believe that it is found in pleasure, security, prosperity, in doing what 
we feel comfortable with. But as we do this, however, we are believing in the confusion that Satan has put in our lives. In James's first chapter, he didn't say, count it all joy as you fall into your recliner, your easy chair with a beverage in front of you and watch your favorite show. Why didn't he say that? Because he knew we were going to have various trials and tribulations. He also said because it produces godly attributes that help us to get through difficult times. He continues to write, know that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Dwight Moody had a couple of quotes about joy that I just found really appropriate. First, he said, joy is not a season. It's a way of living. Joy comes from the Lord. Joy is not necessarily the absence of suffering. It's the presence of God. If you have no joy, there's a leak in your belief somewhere. So we are reminded that obedience is costly. Trials of many kinds are not joyful themselves. But when we understand who God is and how he works in all things for good, we experience the joy of Christ. Joy, trust in who God is over our abilities and the complications of this world. You really want to feel miserable in your walk with Christ? Then allow your joy to be placed in these things. Allow your joy to be placed in your performance. Allow your joy to be something that comes from something that you did, an accomplishment that you have, and something as you teach your students go on and you take pride in knowing that I taught that person, that I guided that person, that I have this many people that follow me, that becomes idolatry. And idolatry leaves you dry. It leaves you broken. It leaves you empty. Your identity does not come from you. It is rooted in Christ Jesus. We need to remember that we are in Christ because of Christ. We have been set free by the blood of Christ. His blood and his grace are greater than the things we seek in this world. Those things so often that condemn us. The joy comes from realizing that your identity does not lie in you or how good you think you are, but in how good Christ is. And joy is ours for the taking. Joy comes from spending time with our Savior. In Christ, we are free. No one can take that freedom away. And with it comes the fruits of the Spirit, and among them is joy. When we live life without the love of Christ, our lives are no longer our own. Or when we live within the love of Christ, our lives are no longer our own. We seek to bring glory and honor to God in all that we do, trusting in his specific purpose for our lives. We should welcome God into our daily lives through prayer, through reading his word, through purposeful, purposefully noticing the beauty that he has surrounded us with that is his creation. And we should love the people that he has placed in our lives. And we should experience that love with others. The joy of Jesus flows through our lives as we become a channel of living water flowing out to all those who he crosses our paths with. Joy is a product of the life in Christ.
You know, King David asked God to restore his joy that he had lost. He also asked him to make him obey. He knew that being obedient to God was the key to maintaining joy. In Psalms 51.12, he writes, Restore my joy of your salvation and grant me the willing spirit to sustain me. And then if you'll look at John 15.10, If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands, you will remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The days that we have at hand, the days that we are living in now, are days that have come from the Lord. The Lord is not surprised by where we are, but yet he is our strength during these times. We need to rely on him in these moments. While we may not be happy with these moments in time, we can find joy in the strength of the Lord during these times, knowing that he is at work during these times. These are the times we we should seek and not ask God why, but ask God what. What are you doing and how may we join you for your will to be done? You see, days of rain look differently to many people. Death in a family, financial difficulties, illnesses, or even a hard day at work or struggle that we've had with our kids may make you unhappy. However, when you rely on the strength that God has, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, we can get through it with the joy of just getting through it. Even when a cold wind blows, blows through our lives, we can count it as joy. Psalm 1611 talks about finding joy in God's presence. As it reads, you have made it known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. If you're in a time that you feel it's very, very hard to get through or even hard to find joy, you may want to reevaluate the time that you are spending with God right now. The time that you are spending in his word the relationship you have with him. You see, you cannot pull strength from someone that you do not know or that you do not spend time with. God's not against happiness. Yet we can choose to have joy when happiness doesn't seem possible. Happiness is momentary and it can be due to to current circumstances. However, joy is lasting is a lasting inward experience. Pleasure can create happiness, but those effects don't last. True joy is in the Lord, and it is eternal. There is joy in obedience, not because we are trusting in our own merit, but because we are abiding in God. We are living depending upon his grace, his abiding love, his walk, and we are walking by faith, trusting him, cherishing his word, and being obedient to his word. There is joy in obedience because of the great price that has been paid by Jesus. We feel joy when we are spiritually connected to God. So if you have selfishly given, given of yourself or sacrificed something that you own to someone else, you certainly are familiar with this feeling of having joy 
Maybe not be exactly ecstatic or really happy, but you just have that inner peace about you. That kind of feeling helps us understand some verses that are in the Bible. An example is Hebrews 12, 2, where the writer writes this. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and set at the right hand of the throne of God. As God put this together this week, he led me to five truths about joy in the Bible. I want to share those with you real quickly, and these are certainly not all-inclusive. But authentic joy and true happiness is found in God's presence. Joy is the very essence of God's character. First Chronicles 16, 27, splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy in his dwelling place. By spending time with God in prayer and in his word, we enter into the wonderful joy-filled presence and allow his truth about joy to fill our hearts. Next, lasting joy is possible in every season when we follow God's truth. God calls us to be obedient and to follow him and to trust his wisdom, even when it doesn't seem easy to do that, and even when the times are very difficult. But Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Choosing joy during a challenging time in your life and during troubling circumstances is never easy. Especially when we are tempted to think we can get through it without God. And we follow our own ways. Psalms 19.8 says, The precepts of God are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to your eyes. And next, trusting God with your future brings undeniable joy and peace. Now, it seems strange that we would trust anything about our future to anybody, but we must trust God. You see, God has our well-being in his heart, and he desires joy for us in our lives. And he desires to be in an intimate relationship with us. And he desires for us to be his servants. To be his hands and feet. You know, God doesn't promise that joy has to make logical sense. And sometimes it just doesn't make head sense. But if we have that intimate relationship with God, it makes sense in our heart. You see, he will provide when we trust in him. Proverbs 16, 20 says, Whoever gives heed to the instructions prospers, and blessed is he who trusts the Lord. You don't have to fully understand joy. You don't have to fully understand your circumstances. You just have to know and experience God. And next, joy is an invaluable gift of God that radiates to others. Paul describes this in 2 Corinthians 6.10. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet possessing everything. He reminds us that we can have a broken heart, but still have joy that gives spiritual riches to others. Biblical joy is a gift that we do not have to summon. 
And joy transforms our difficult circumstances in times of blessings. Again, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, this time the first chapter, beginning with the fifth verse. He tells us that trials can be blessings, as we know that God will use them as part of our testimonies, as I said before. For just as sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces you patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. There are things about joy that we often forget. The joy of the world offers pale imitation of the true joy that only God can give us. In the Old Testament, we see that joy was associated with true worship as they worship God. Whenever people know, love, and worship God, his love instills a joy that only can give people, that he can only give people, and that is instilled into our hearts. Doing God's will will increase your joy. Being obedient to God helps us share the gospel. 3 John chapter 1, verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in truth. And we see in James, first chapter, beginning the second verse, consider it all per- pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The only thing that can steal our joy is sin. You see, it's very difficult to experience the joy of a relationship with God when you've done something that damages it. Joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. When we grieve the Holy Spirit by sin, we interfere with the flow of joy. And we should draw in, we should rejoice always. First Thessalonians 5, beginning in 16, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Webster defines rejoice as a feeling of joy or great delight. And you know that there are several passages that Paul pens that instructs us to rejoice. And these passages usually carry a sense of urgency, a sense of commands. And the joy of the Lord is the gladness of the heart that comes from knowing God, abiding in Christ, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because of this supernatural origin, the joy of the Lord is present in every trial that we go through in life. We are children of God, and no one can snatch that away. We are as heirs to his inheritance, that inheritance that never can perish or spoil or fade. You see, faith is a victory that overcomes the world, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Adverse circumstances, instead of hindering our faith, can enhance our joy. You see, God is more interested in what you become than what you do. God created us for eternity, not just for a moment in time. So I beg to ask this question as we begin to close. Victor, if you want to come up. What are you doing in this world that brings you joy? If you cannot answer that question, then understand that there's an opportunity to seek forgiveness and to repent of your ways and be a slave to God. See, our Savior defeated death so we can live free. God only wants us to be happy, not only wants us to be happy, but he wants us 
to experience an all-sustaining and fulfilling joy of life within the love of Christ. You see, there's not just happiness, but there's joy. Obedience means joy and an uninterrupted fellowship with God. You know, sometimes we receive blessings and we wonder as we stand on the mountaintop and a miracle is going on around us and we wonder how that happened. And we say, well, it just has to be God. But you know how awesome it is when you realize that God knew you needed that very moment and he was at work before this all started. And so you can look at him and smile as he smiles back at you with the joy that he has brought into your life. The key to finding joy is in your relationship, your intimate, obedient relationship in God. 